You're so old. I'm so <laughs> old. I'm 26 going on 60. Same though. <laughs> saw my Twitter. You're the only person who likes my Twitter because I only have 11 followers on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them's the podcast Twitter and one of them is you. <laughs> one of them might be Jenna. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So pretty much I posted that I'd be becoming more antisocial in my old age and you're just like, oh, that just sounds awful. That's totally me. Right? It's totally me. I just don't want to talk to anyone ever. Except for me. Yeah, I mean, I still talk to people. I'm not actually that antisocial. Oh, I am. My inner being is very antisocial, and I just don't want to talk to people, but my outer being is like, you're a cosmetologist. You have to act peppy, and like, you love everyone. And you don't. You hate everyone. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So also, if you hear squeaking or a weird rubber on teeth noise or nails on... Chocolate. hardwood floor or a bark or a bork or a growl um theo is in recording with us today and he keeps trying to hand everyone his toy i love him i'll take his toy theo well, he's just putting he's just holding it in my hand right now his butt is right by my leg yeah so he is there and if you hear it won't be super bad unless he barks but oh by the way this is the marble forest podcast <laughs> yeah that's a thing we do this is a podcast that we do, and we're now officially bi-weekly again. Yes. So. Oh, and I'm Jesse. And I'm Amber. Yep, that. So, bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. So, we were trying weekly. We were trying really hard at weekly. And we failed horribly. We failed really bad at weekly. But we have very busy lives, so it happened. Like, I work 40 plus hours a week at my job. I go to school. I try to have a life, and then also I have to edit the podcast and write a story, and, like, writing a story takes, like, three hours. Right. I work, like, 40 (laughs) hours, too, and my days off, I have, like, my sewing classes, and then I work a lot of mid-shifts. They've been giving me a lot of mid-shifts lately. Well, those just waste your day. I'm literally there from, like, 1230 to 9 p.m., and I'm like, why am I, why am I here? It's the entire day. Yeah. Yeah, we apologize. Maybe eventually we will get back to a weekly schedule. We'll try to get back to it eventually, I think. But for now, to stay more consistent, we're trying to be more consistent because we're still getting, we're still new to this whole social media consistency thing. Yeah, I took, I took, I went to a panel on that at Yomacon. (laughs) Oh yeah, we were at Yomacon. So if... Anyone is listening to us because they picked up our card at Jenna's table. Welcome. Welcome. We're, we try to be professional sometimes. Sometimes. No, usually not. Don't let our false professionalism fool you. We're just a bunch of idiots. We just suck at this. That bought microphones. And talking to them. Yep. But we gave out a lot of cards at Jenna's booth. Did we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I gave out cards to random people. That's fun. So if you're listening, hey. <laughs> yeah. Did you have fun at the convention? I did. Did you guys, did you buy a lot? 
No. I bought a lot. I did not buy. Oh, I spent a lot of money. I bought a card game. Ooh, what'd you buy? Something growing up. Pretending to grown up. Yep. Yeah, that's a good game. Yep. Bought that. Looked fun. Bought it's, it. It is fun. That's all I bought. I bought a lot of art. A lot of it. There was a lot of artists there. There were. There was a lot more, and I really liked it. I bought a lot of art. I bought a body pillow cover. Yeah. Of a Critical Role character. Yeah? Yeah. I saw it was going to be there on Instagram, and I was like, I have to go buy this. So it was the first thing I bought. Not sorry. Okay. (laughs) And I bought an entire manga set. An entire manga set of what? An entire series of manga. It's an older manga. <laughs> I feel like you're skating around what the manga actually is. It's called Gravitation. It's an older manga, but it's kind of like... It's not Yaoi. It's Yaoi. <laughs> is, it's like... Sh- is it it's, Show and I? It's literally Yaoi. It's they not... It's like okay. They manga. fuck in it, but they don't... Do they show it in the manga? They didn't in the anime. That's fair. It doesn't know the anime. See, with a lot of mo- lot of Yaoi, they blocked that out, but it's, it's Yaoi. It's just Yaoi without them, like, oh, I'm showing making, the penis. I made Devin read it. Look at this penis. We got home, and I took it all out because it was all, like, packaged, and I took it all out, and I handed Devin the first book. She read the first book, and then she handed it to me so I could read the first book. <laughs> Jesse, let me tell you... <laughs> In the time I read one fucking book, Devin read literally three. Sounds like me. She Sounds like, like an issue. She, I Okay, let's do let's do Devin. It take me half the book for Devin to get the three. <laughs> I read so slow. Well, that's what I was and like. It probably I was makes reading. it so hard, more hard for me to do a podcast. I also get really distracted a lot and a really bad ADD. So, like, I'll set things down. If I hear something, I'll look at something. We were watching a movie, so I kept watching the movie. Kept setting my book down. Then I'd look over and Devin would be like all the way almost through a book. And I'd be like, what the fuck? I'm only three fourths through the book. What? What? And then I'd have to talk about that. Yeah. So, but, but a lot of stuff at Yomagon. It was really fun though. I had a really good time. Yeah. I went to the bar with Jason. Mm, yeah. I heard. Yeah. We had a drink and our bartender sucked. Oh. Um, I went, well, literally... I started I started Yumacon off with a vodka cranberry. <laughs> I re- I know didn't this even because check into the hotel room yet. I oh, ran yeah. into you in the and Brendan in the hotel to literally take your stuff to my room so you had a place to store it and you both have a fucking drink in your hand and I'm just like all right. This this is how we wanted to start it. We no, we walked into the bar and we're like, "Can we like walk with this around like the hotel?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, fuck yeah, give me a drink." <laughs> Yeah, I um, I went. I didn't go to a ton of panels. I went to a few that were really fun. I went to a really cool Harry Potter panel. Yeah, that was eighteen plus. Oh yeah, I was going to go to that one or something. It was actually really good. When was that? Oh yeah, it was at the Renaissance Center, and I refused. That Saturday night was when I started refusing to walk all the way to the Renaissance Center. Oh, I feel that. <laughs> I at one point stopped because my legs hurt so bad. It felt like I pulled a muscle in each of my calves. Yeah. So walking was so horrible. I made up a fun song about how walking sucked. Yep. I, I heard part of it. It's It was it's walking hurts. literally the song that never ends. Yeah. You repeat it constantly. Yeah. Until someone pushes you off a cliff. 
you remember the beat to it? Oh, I know the entire <laughs> song. I sang it so much. I, I sang it literally from like all the way to the Renaissance Center to the hotel. Like, <laughs> but it was really fun. That was fun. I never drunkenly got on a scooter. Ah, oh, darn. Those looked fun, though. I wanted to try it, but I didn't. At one point, we watched Andy dressed as Speed Racer race past us on a scooter, and it was probably the highlight of my con. Oh, yeah? <laughs> that was pretty funny. And then the people in front of us goes, did Speed Racer just rush by on a scooter? <laughs> awesome. It was pretty great. So, I think con was our biggest thing that we've had since we recorded last. Yes. I've just had... I've just been trying the school. You, yeah, I've, uh, I'm considering taking classes. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just considering something because there's a lot of things that I've wanted to do. Like I really wanted to be small children teacher, like preschool, kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Um, so that's something I'd consider doing. I know they don't get paid like the best at all, but it's something I think I'd really like to do. So, yeah. Um, but Yeah. I think that's, I think, I think that's it. I think that's all we really have to talk about. Yeah. Um, all right. Devin, flip the coin. Well, that was high. Oh, it's me. It's Jesse. Yeah. So we're driving. We forgot to drive last time. Devin did the jazz hands so we remember. (laughs) Let's jive on into it. We did forget last time. Until the very fucking end of the episode. Well, yeah. But we then, ju- we could have jived on out. We could have jived on out. We didn't. We did not. I almost... Okay. So talking about jiving, uh, I was going to a Halloween party a couple of weeks ago, and I almost bought a flapper girl out of oh, it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. My story. All right. I have a feeling you were gonna, you're were gonna you doing the story that I was literally going to do. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh god where are you going where are we at we are in all the way in the ohio picture it sicily this is what 1974 sure i went golden girls yeah but but we're in ohio it's nothing like sicily okay um we need to think like more trash because we're in <laughs> cleveland <laughs> <laughs> oh wait there's people that in ohio that listen to us hey, hey. <laughs> apparently michigan hates ohio yeah I well, have, it's like it's like a it's like a born right i have for us to hate each other so that's that why cleveland's ohio. trash but they still haven't listened to my podcast yet so they're trash okay <laughs> so i am doing the franklin castle I fucking could have done my location. <laughs> God fucking damn it. You're like, I'm in Ohio. And I was like, fuck, I have to change my location now. Could have fucking did it. Okay, well, you could have asked Devin to text me. I thought about it, but then I just changed my location. Okay. I'll do it for next episode. Don't go to Ohio. Okay. I already <laughs> I already have my next one planned. So. Is it Ohio? No, it's in Florida. Okay. <laughs> so, I think. Wait, is it? Question? Who knows? No, it's in South Dakota. Ah, same thing. South Just Dakota. Kidding. All right, so tell me about this place. All right. Picture it. Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio being nice. <laughs> Back in the good times where this castle used to be in an area known as Millionaire's Row. Wow. But is now not. What is it known as now? I don't know. It, normal Cleveland. Uh, there, I was told that there's a lot of graffiti there now. Hmm. And the riff raft. 
Like roughly what year am I in? We are in the 1800s, late okay. 1800s. In oh. Millionaire's Row. So the house, the Franklin Castle is a four-story Gothic style house. It has 20 rooms with supposedly secret passageways and hidden rooms. And not supposedly, because those are actual things, turrets and gargoyles. <laughs> it has turrets and gargoyles? Yes. Um, sign me up. So, and it also has, the entire fourth floor is a ballroom. Ooh, wow, that's a big ballroom. I know, right? I mean, assuming, because I don't know how big the building is, but I assume it's a big ballroom. It's a four-story house. Like, it yeah. has to be somewhat big. Yeah, I guess. So, the rooms have the currently they have original carved paneling with the wood uh in original wood planks on the floor okay this is also in some places known as, i did not figure out how to pronounce this the tideman castle i That's did not we're going with i didn't learn how to pronounce any of the names in my story before i wrote the story up and I um, apologize in Jesse's story for this. <laughs> <laughs> Devin was literally sitting next to me. I could have had her help me, but most of the names are pretty much the same. So, <laughs> yeah. So, it is known as the Tideman Castle, and the castle was built in 1864. It was a made-to-order custom dream home for Haynes and Louise Franklin. <laughs> Love them. I'm pretty sure his name is Haynes. Haynes or is it Hans? How's it spelled? H-A-N-N-E-S. Hannes. It could be Hannes. They're German immigrants. Hannes. It could be Hannes. I'm going to go with Haynes. Like the t-shirt company and whatever. So they owned a very successful wholesale grocery and wine business. Wine business. Yes. So they own wine. They own wine. Yep. But in 1881, the members of the Franklin family began to die under mysterious circumstances. Oh, no. The first was their 15-year-old daughter, Emma. And although her official cause of death was diabetes, the legend has it that Emma was actually found hanging from the rafters in the attic. Oh. Yeah. She was 15? Yes. Okay. And then there was Hannes, Hannes, yeah, Hannes, 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 84-year-old mother who died of natural causes within weeks of the daughter. Okay. In 1883, three more of the Franklin children died of some unknown illness, but their deaths were believed to have been super suspicious. Poison? Eh... So, the suspicious came from Hannes' reputation as a loud, harsh man. Oh. Many in the community believed that he was an abusive towards his family and ran his household like a tyrant. Oh, no. So, when his children died, the rumors intensified of that. Okay. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, even people believe that there were actually more children to have been birthed in the house, but were never seen by the public because Hans hid their death from the public. Okay. Yep. So, like, they had more children, but the children were died. Yes. Murdered. Murdered. Poor babies. Yeah. So, all of these deaths devastated Louise. 
So the wife? That's his wife, yeah. Yeah. And so she was so distraught that, and she had a hard time dealing with it. To distract herself, she put all of her energy into improving the mansion, adding those hidden rooms and turrets and other oddities until her death of liver disease, which is supposedly, depending on what article you read, is also questionable. That's fishy. Yes. But she's like, I'm miserable. Let me put gargoyles in my house. Gargoyles make me feel better. Yep. Gargoyles, gargoyles protect turrets. me from you. Are they like the um, portal turrets that they talk no, and they're really no, cute? No, they're not. Because that would be cute. Are you still there? So cute. So, <laughs> unfortunately, the hidden passageways and secret chambers have yet to been found or have vanished with time. So, they're supposed for the hidden passageways and stuff, it could be rumor. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of this story is legend, um, but we'll, we'll see what you think at the end. Okay. So, after his wife died, Hannes sold the mansion, remarried, and moved away. So, was he the only person who survived in his family? Yes. That's fishy. Yes. And so, and by 1908, his entire family, including his sons and his grandsons, also had passed away. So, leaving the fortune that they had to no one. Wow. In 1913, the mansion was bought by a German socialist party, which was used for meetings and parties for 55 years. Meetings and parties. It was, part of it was said that the house was used by the Germans as a spy place during World War One. Oh, okay. So they spied there? Yeah, they did spy things. Did they have, like, cool gadgets? Yeah. Do, 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 Inspector Gadget. He wasn't a spy. Inspector Gadget was not a spy. Wrong, wrong one. He had cool gadgets, though. Yeah. So, during the time of the German Socialist Party, the house was mainly unoccupied, except for supposedly an ill attorney who was taken care of by a nurse who was said to have remembered often being terrified at night by the sound of small children crying. Why is there a random attorney staying in a house? They supposedly rented out parts of the house to randos. It seems really weird. Why? They're just like, uh, we don't need to do any spy parties right now, so we might as well just uh, rent it out to the sickly attorney and his nurse. <laughs> <laughs> like a retirement home. <laughs> the retirement home of one person. What a lonely house. So, in January of 1968, James Romano, his wife and his six children, moved into the home. So okay. So, we're past the Socialist Party. Okay, so they left. Yep. They sold the place to James and his six kids and his wife. Yep. So the family reported having several encounters with ghosts in the new home and even attempted exorcisms, but was turned down by a priest. Oh, so they had a lot of activity then if they're wanting an exorcism. Yes. The priest had told them that there was a dark entity in the home and to just leave. Oh, they're like, no, don't bother. Just go. Yeah. Just leave. Did they listen? So after the priest told them to leave. They tried one more option. 
They invited a ghost hunting group called the Northeast Ohio Psycho... Physical? Psycho... Ohio... Psychical? Do you want Devin to look at it? I think I wrote psychical. (laughs) (laughs) So... Psychical? It's like a psychic bicycle. How do you spell psychical, Jesse? Um... P S Y C H I C A L, the Psychical Research Society. The Psychical Bicycle. Yep. Are they all psychics on bicycles? I, I don't know. I love it. And this research society to investigate the castle. And it was reported that one of the ghost hunters actually ran out screaming from the home in the middle of the investigation. Oh my goodness. He pretty much was like, fuck this noise, I'm out. He got on his bicycle and he rode away from the psychical investigation. Investigators. Investigationers. Yep, that. But by 1974, the hauntings had proved too much for the Romanos and they decided to leave the home. Okay. They were like, there's too much crap here. We gotta go. Yes. They're like, this is way too much for us. And you'll know more as to why later. Okay. After that, the castle was sold and plans to convert the building into a church. Okay. Yep. Let's change this haunted place to a church. Yeah, why not? So to raise money for the church, they held haunted house tours and overnight stays. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay. Was the church doing this? They were like, hmm, let's raise money. The people who wanted to open the church, yeah. Okay. The owner used the media to generate publicity. And once during a live segment on Cleveland radio, and I was just like, okay, radio, uh, and it'll make sense in a second, the host had a tape recorder pulled off of his shoulder and thrown down a staircase, smashing into pieces. So he just, like, was live recording for the radio? But, like, all you hear is just, like, a... That seems so silly. Yeah. I don't know. But during a live television piece, a crew member witnessed a hanging ceiling light suddenly begin turning in circular motions. That's creepy. Yeah. I don't like that. Sort of like a a chandelier fan. Ooh. Yeah. That's a fun idea. Right? You're a chandelier ceiling fan. (laughs) (laughs) It's fully glass. And then the shards fly off eventually. (laughs) And then it turns into Russian roulette. Oh my god, that sounds exciting. No, 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 no. Stay away from the plug that does the mic. You're so cute. Okay, keep going. (laughs) Yes. So, the Russian roulette of chandeliers. um, That sounds crazy. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And then, supposedly, human bones were found in the closet in 1975. Just randomly in the closet? Just randomly. Well, one article was just like, it was sort of in a secret closet hidden away, like, to, like, maybe do, like, the whole secret rooms and whatnot. Right. And it was believed that those bones were planted by the new owner to gain publicity for his ghost I mean, I feel like that's probably true. Yeah, it seems about right, right? Like, why would there just randomly be bones in a closet after all these years? 
Don't know. The Nazis. Did, the, <laughs> did no one look in the closets? Did that? Maybe they're ghost bones and they disappeared. Ooh, ooh maybe. Maybe they're time traveling bones. Ooh, time traveling bones. And they just appeared. You know, I like into the, our timeline. I like the idea of um time traveling skeleton who just comes and <laughs> haunts your places. Yeah. Yeah. So the castle was added to the National Registry of Historic Places in 1982. Okay. In 2001, there was a fire in the castle, supposedly caused by a homeless man or an arsonist, depending on which article I want to read. Yep. Okay. It could be an arsonist homeless man. That is also true. He was homeless and he was cold and he wanted to start a fire, so he just did. Yeah, in the house. In the house. And he stayed so warm. Mm Mm-hmm. It was probably such a cold winter in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Their winters are similar to ours, so. Yep. So the current owner, after the house burned down, the current owner was in the process of renovating and repairing the castle. But the fire damage made, like, this process pretty costly. Okay. I would assume. So he sold the property to another individual in 2003 who had plans to turn it into a private club. Oh, that's exciting. Strip club. Skeletons. Uh, <laughs> Strip club with skeletons. <laughs> I love that. Or um, dance club with skeletons. Oh, they could get or really like down. Or like one of the uppity uppity clubs. I a like private, like a private club. golf club. Oh. I really like a Where dance club. Where we talk club. about our fortunes <laughs> and who we're not passing it on to. I like skeletons dancing at a dance club. Yeah. yeah I think that's a really cute mental image. They've got like glow sticks so as of 2006 the entire club was proving to be a complete sham (laughs) so they never were actually going to do that no one ever worked on the house memberships were never sold and there was evidence that the castle had been used to shoot porn oh okay yeah so it was definitely more of like a uh, ghost porn is there ghost porn i'm probably so the club idea though was more of like a golfed course type fancy club if they're selling memberships yeah but it was really just a front for porn porn the internet is really really (laughs) great for ghost porn for ghost porn is it a thing Devin? it's totally a thing college college student fucks a ghost ghost porn videos on Pornhub. i sort of want to look into that (laughs) (laughs) there's a celebrity um i forget what her name is there was a few celebrities that have been claimed to have had sex with ghosts. And there's also a couple male celebrities as well. Yeah. Oh, it's a ghost free HD porn video. Mm-hmm. No, thanks. All right. So around this time, the exterior of the exterior stone of the building was cleaned and the facade was rebuilt to the 18th century design. Okay. So they're restoring it. Yes. And then unfortunately, well, because they like wanted to make it look like they were trying to open the club. Right. But they were just shooting porn. Okay. Yep. And then, infor- unfortunate, unfortunately, unfortunately, in March 2011, there was another fire. Wow. That's pretty recent, like, yeah. fires together. Yeah, but it, it was the carriage house. But it was still another fire. Right. Okay. So, however, this castle has an infinite reputation of having an evil and dark feeling. I could imagine. A lot believing it to be caused by Hannah's. Oh. Yeah. 
He didn't die there, though, but he was attached to there, right? Probably. He's probably attached there, and then, according to some of the legends, he fucked a lot of shit up in there. So it's a lot of his fault. Okay. More more legends are that he had murdered his young niece by hanging her in the rafters of a secret tunnel. That's terrifying. Also, more secret tunnels. Yep, secret tunnels. And horrible. Poor little girl. He, it is said that he had also have killed a young servant girl on her wedding day in a fit of jealous rage and strangled one of his mistresses. Wow. He seems like a very angry guy. Yeah. He has a lot of anger issues. Like, he really needs to see a therapist. I'm going to tell you right now, I think this whole episode's going to deal with some anger issues. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Super. <laughs> This is the angry episode. We're so angry. Sorry. I don't know where that accent came from. So some of the things that occur in the house is that doors have been seen flying off hinges. Uh, Lights have been going on and off by themselves. Chandeliers twirl around with no helps of like air currents. They become ceiling fans. They become ceiling fans and projectile vomit. There are crystals everywhere. Sure. (laughs) Projectile (laughs) just makes me think of vomiting. All right. (laughs) And uh, mirrors can fog up without any logical reason. And murmuring voices can be heard. Heard. Can be clearly heard visibly in empty rooms. I don't know why I put visibly. Invisibly empty rooms, maybe? That's what I meant. Okay, that's terrifying. I hate murmuring. Yep, murmur, murmur. Stop murmuring. Stop murmuring. (laughs) This is the murmur podcast (laughs) where we murmur for your enjoyment. So back to the Romano family. Ray Romano and his family. I was literally thinking that the whole time you kept saying Romano. Yeah. So the Ray Romano and his family with the six kids and shit was busy unpacking and the parents sent their kids up to play upstairs. After a while, they came down and asked for a cookie for the sad little girl in the long dress to cheer her up. Oh, that's sad. The occurrence actually happened several times. Oh, no. Yeah. They kept asking her to just to give her a cookie. They, he, she just wants a cookie. They just wanted to give Maybe, her- like, the kids are just like, hey, if we, like, say that they're this ghosty girl, maybe we can get more cookies. Maybe. Or maybe it's like they're trying to come up with their new story if you give a ghost a cookie. Oh, <laughs> that sounds so cute. <laughs> I, I want to write that book. Trademark. Trademark Amber. <laughs> yeah, the Marble Forest. Miss Romano has heard random organ music. That's weird. There is no reference to that at all besides this. Okay. She's also heard heavy footsteps described as marching around on the third floor. Literally like just stomping your fucking way around the third floor. This is my floor. Stop, stop, stop. I'm here. Yeah, pretty much. The feeling of unfriendly presences. I hate those. That made them feel unwelcomed on the third and fourth floors of the building. So the ballroom and just the third floor. Yep. So this caused the Romanos to prevent their kids from playing upstairs. Okay. And they used the buddy system with the adults. Oh, wow. She, She... had the shit scared out of her. Oh, I don't blame her. That She's like, I am not going up there by myself. I wouldn't either. Yeah. It would be really sad. Devin would be walking me upstairs every single night and making sure I got tucked into bed and there were no ghosts under my bed. 
Would you still be sleeping on the third floor if... Oh, hell no. I'd be sleeping in my car. (laughs) Amber would have been long gone. That's a fact. So, the Romanos had three friends that came to visit them. When they decided that, oh, uh, let's just go look up on the third floor, you know? Just, like, for fun? Just for funsies. Their friends were probably like, it's not haunted, but let's go see. Let's yeah. go. Let's just go see. Yeah. It's, like, the first time we've been over to this house. Like, let's just check it out. Let's just see it. You think it's haunted, but let's go see. Maybe we can cure your fears. Maybe we can see a ghost. Yeah. Let's just go see. As they were walking up the stairs, the clearing to the third floor... They saw a vaporous blanket of fog. No. Or ectoplasm in some other articles. I feel like ectoplasm and fog are very different. Yeah. But like, it was like a gooey fog. Okay. A gooey fog. A smoky fog. I like a gooey fog. Okay. A gooey fog. It And it materialized right in front of them. Okay. So one of them wanted to be the big brave one. Not oh. me. Probably not the Romanos. Nope. And they decided to walk towards the vaporous thing to investigate. That would not be me either. I would see it and run the opposite fucking direction. You'd be down the stairs so fast. I'd be like, guys, come on! <laughs> I'd be out the door. I'd would be you down even the give street. us the option? I don't know. To, like, come with you or would you just disappear? I'd probably book it down the stairs and out the door and out down the street into <laughs> the nearest safe place. The fire station. The police office. <laughs> the police station. Help police. There's, There's a, a vaporous smog thing in my house. <laughs> my friend has a ghost in their house. But it just looks like a smoky blob. <laughs> smoky flubber. <laughs> so, as the one friend got closer to the thing, they started to lose their eyesight. Oh, no. And so... They pretty much verbally said, guys, I can't see. (laughs) And the remaining friends pulled them away from the fog as they fainted to the ground. Do you think they made like a human chain to get up the stairs? Like they were probably scared, right? To get up the stairs? Like, like, or to like get the person who was walking towards them and going blind. Yeah. To like, to get closer without all of them having to get closer. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe just like, uh, they lassoed him. (laughs) Someone happened to have a rope on them and just lassoed him and pulled him down the stairs. Yep, in the early 80s. (laughs) Early, yeah. Don't you carry a lasso everywhere with you? Yeah, of course. There's one in the closet. Oh, cool. Yeah. I also carry uh, Wendigo hunting supplies with me everywhere I go. Yeah? Yeah. You got some, you got a plated, a silver plated knife? I've got a silver plated axe, actually. Oh, plated. A yes. pure silver knife. Pure silver knife and a silver plated axe. Yes. See? Right here. You got your salt? Oh, oh, for sure. A shovel? Yep. Definitely got a shovel and a silver box. Yep. Yep. All in my on my person. All right. Never go anywhere without them. All right. And really, my lasso. It really shook you to your core. Yeah. And now I'm bringing a lasso so I can save my friends from ghosts. All right. I really want to see you practice that. Okay. I'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> on Halloween night. The phone rang around midnight, uh, waking up Miss Romano. On the other end of the phone, a voice which sounded like very like raspy and sort of childish. That's terrifying. Said, can I sleep with you tonight? No. No. You cannot. 
Get the fuck out of here. But but she died. What if it's like the like one of the small children that died and it's just like it's so scary. It's the sad girl who wants a cookie. It's the sad girl who wants a cookie and she's having ghost nightmares. Oh. And she just needs to sleep with an adult. The poor ghost baby. As long as she doesn't steal my soul, I guess it's fine. Well, um, well, well, she's stealing it. So about a week later, fuck, Miss Romano woke from a deep sleep to find herself in the middle of her bedroom. She was screaming so loud that she had lost her voice, but some unseen presence was also screaming with her. What the fuck? Yeah. So, that unknown presence would also pull covers off beds of the two oldest boys. Okay. And so, then let's go back to the priest. Back to the priest? Back to the priest. So, apparently this priest is psychic. Okay. Yep. Apparently. Apparently. Yep. And he told Miss Romano that the main culprit was that was tormenting her was Louise Franklin. Okay, was that the fifth? No, that's the, that's the, the wife. wife. Yes. In that she had actually been possessed by Louise. Okay. Yep. He also identified the entity that would race up and down the stairs and slam doors as the 15-year-old Emma. Okay. Another story is a photographer. Sorry, we're just jumping around. That's fine. A photographer, while sitting downstairs with one of the owners, heard a woman call his name. As he followed the voice up the stairs, he couldn't find anyone upstairs. That makes me cry. Really? That terrifies me. Like, if a ghost knew your name? I would punch the ghost. You're not going to be like BuzzFeed Unsolved, where they're like, say my name, I'm Shane, and I'm Ryan. No, I'd be like, don't say my name, don't talk to me, I'm not here. (laughs) (laughs) How are we ever going to be ghost hunters, Amber? I'm terrified of everything. Just take a Xanax, let's go. I'll do it. I'll just cry the whole time. Devin and you will be like, come on, Amber, it's fine, you'll be dragging me everywhere, and I'll just be like, there's ghost (laughs) over there. Oh my god, we're so going. Oh god. The Ryan to our Shane. No, I'm like the Ryan <laughs> to who, our Shane. To our yeah, Shane. but I'm like the more scared Ryan. Uh, Ryan he's gotten a lot braver, but let's go back to season one of Buzzfeed Unsolved. I'm, I'm pre season one Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so let's back to the story. People have also heard babies crying. Oh, strange sounds. No. Vanishing objects. They've heard vanishing objects? Oh, well, I guess I put that in a weird order. It's fine. <laughs> they Things have vanished. Okay. And there are cold spots in the house. Cold spots are creepy. I don't like those. Faces have no. also been seen to suddenly materialize within the woodwork of the walls. Stop. No, I hate faces. I hate every face. Devin, stop staring at faces. Stop staring at me. I hate your faces. (laughs) (laughs) So, faces in the wood. Okay. It's like seeing Jesus in your toast. Okay. It's like seeing (laughs) patterns in everything. Mother Mary in the door frame. Yeah. I was was at, uh, when we were at Yomacon, I swear, like, I was just, like, staring at the patterning on a, like, wall in the bathroom while I was waiting for someone. And I was just like, uh, I saw like a ballerina. What? That's fun. Like in the wall? Like, like in like in the random patterning. Oh, in the yeah. patterning. Yeah. 
Okay, like, I thought you were, like, maybe seeing, like, a ballerina ghosty thing. Oh, like, and I'm like, oh, so we're seeing ghosts now? Let's talk about it. Yeah. No. So, in the tower room, there is believed to be the ghost of Rachel, a the young servant that Hannah's murdered. According to legend, it was in the front of the windows in the tower room where he had hacked her to death with an axe. Oh, Jesus. People believe her to be the woman in black. Okay. Seeing her has caused some people to feel temporarily paralyzed. Nope. And some even find themselves babbling incoherently. Nope. I don't want to meet her. You don't want to meet her? Mm-mm. But she wants to meet you. She seems scary. But, like, don't you want to go in a cool tower room? No. Like, and feel like you're Rapunzel and be no. like, look at my hair. <laughs> <laughs> my hair's not that long. I got Neither it is cut. mine. I think our hair is the same length right now. I just want it to grow long. It might be. Our hair was reverse of our podcast logo for a while. Like, you had short hair and I had long hair. I know, but, like, I'm trying to get to that hair because I like that hair better. <laughs> I know. I cut my hair because I like this hair better. And that's the story. Okay. <laughs> that's where I'm You're leaving me at a Rapunzel tower? Yep. I'm leaving you at a Rapunzel tower with a woman that makes you paralyzed. <sighs> Thanks. Thanks for leaving me here. Yeah. I'm really uncomfortable. Yeah? Yeah. I just, like, really wanted to, like, drive it home at the end. Yeah, and just leave me in a creepy place. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about how our wine bottle fell at the beat when we walked in here today? Uh, we can. It literally... Did it hit you in the shoulder? Mm-hmm. It fell off the wall onto the floor, bounced, and did not break. Yes. Onto my hardwood floors. I think it also tipped off my granite countertop desk. Yeah, it, it definitely did. It, like, flew. It flew. That's creepy. It is. It's probably because we opened the door. Um, yeah. So that's my story. That is the Franklin Castle in the trash that is Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> I feel like you should stop insulting our Cleveland and Ohio listeners. I'll go to Cleveland. I mean, I have friends who live in Ohio. I've been to Ohio a few times. I'm just, I, it was, it's ingrained in my soul to hate Ohio. I know. We're from Michigan. So, like, it just, it, it, like, it's not even like a second thought. It just blips out of my mouth <laughs> <laughs> of my hatred of Ohio. And I'm not even like a football fan of like U of M or Michigan State. So like it's just like a hatred of Ohio that like we are born with. It's ingrained it's in our bones. To I just a, hate Ohio. I had like a family friend. But they do have nice roads. Who's I will like, give them that. Husband was from Ohio. And so he liked Ohio State things and everyone picked on him. Oh, that's not very nice. I know. Are you ready? I am so ready. All right. We're not in Ohio. No. But we will be next week. We are in New Orleans. Ooh. With the LaLaurie Mansion. Ooh. Do you know about it? I know all about it. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, I, there's a part in here that's going to be like, warning there's gonna be parts that i'm going to explain some of the stuff that was found there okay so it's going to be very like some of it might be a little graphic i tried to keep it as light like lightly graphic as possible (laughs) but i still wanted to include it because it's kind of prominent to the story yeah um it's a very graphic story it is and so i kept more of the 
history. There's a little bit of the hauntings, but I was also having a really hard time finding hauntings. Like, besides just, like, the general ones that there usually are. Yeah. Like, that I know of for sure. Like, I was having a hard time finding other ones. So, there's a little more of the history, too, because it was interesting. All right. So, Marie Delphine McCarty was born in New Orleans on March 19th, 1787. She was one of five children. She married her first husband on June 11th, 1800. His name, I'm sorry, this is going to be butchered. Yeah. Don Ramon de Lopez y Angulo? 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 Angelo? It's spelled, it's not spelled like Angelo. Oh. It's like Angulo. Angulo. I don't know. I'm sorry. I know I butchered that. Angulo. Uh, he was a high-ranking Spanish royal officer. She had a daughter with him. Just keep... Keep a mental tracking of these children's names in your mind. I That's not going to happen. Just, you'll realize a pattern here, and I'll just go over them for you when we're done. Okay. All right. Their daughter's name was Marie Borgia Delphine. Bordeaux? Maybe. Is it Bordeaux? Who knows? Okay. Marie. Duh. Marie is her name. Marie. She was, um, Delphine was widowed, and then she married again in 1808 to Jean Blanc, maybe? Okay. Who knows? I'm really bad at names. I told you I did not look any of these up. He was a prominent banker, merchant, lawyer, and a legislator. So, Delphine had four children with John. John? Okay. Sure. Ready for these names? Yes. Okay, remember her other daughter that she already has, Marie. Well, she also has Marie Louise Pauline. Okay. Louise Marie Lor. Lor. Marie Louise Jean. And Jean Perry. Uh, Jean Perry Pauline. Yep. So literally every single name is the same but mildly different, and she has three daughters named Marie. Got it? Got it. Best at naming. So, Jean died in 1816, uh, widowing Delphine again, and then she remarried for a third time on June 25th, 1825. She married her third husband, a physician, Leonard Louis Nicholas Lalari, who was about 20 years younger than her. Ooh, Robin the Cradle. Um, I briefly read something about it, like that he was there to treat one of her daughters, and she like fell in love with him. So in 1831, Which Marie. Hmm. I don't know. There's there's a lot of them. There's two that are Marie Louise. So was it wasn't it Marie Louise Louise Marie? There is a Louise Marie, but there's also Marie Louise Pauline and Louis Marie Louise Johnny. John, I don't know how to say this. Janine. I don't okay. know. So she in nineteen or in 1831, she purchased property at 1140 Royal Street, which she was able to purchase with little help from her husband. Strong, independent woman. Oh, yeah. She, don't need no man. She had a three story uh, mansion built there. 
complete with an at- attached slave quarters. She um, had a son with Lewis. You remember all these other names? Ready for the most normal name out of all this? Yeah. Samuel Arthur Clarence. Still a lot of names in there, though. It's still a lot of There's names. There's too many names in But there. he has all of his own name. <laughs> <laughs> so they became renowned for their social affairs, and they were respected for their wealth and prominence. Madame Laurie, LaLaurie, I don't know, became known as the most influential French Creole woman in the city. Creole? Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? Creole? Yeah. Crayola? No. She is the most influential crayon to ever no. walk the planet. Creole is like a, it's a, um, Isn't it's it like, like a type, it's a people. Like a rich people? No, it's like, like a group of people. Yeah. She handled the family's business affairs and was said to carry herself with great style. And her daughters were among the finest dress in New Orleans. Ooh. So guests were always amazed at the Lolari mansion. Though the building was kind of plain on the exterior, it did have, like, delicate ironwork. Um, But the inside was lavish. It had been made for events. Like, they were all into hosting. Like, she wanted to host. I want to host things. She had a mahogany (laughs) door hand-carved with flowers and human faces. What? The door? The door had faces in it? Hand-carved to have so, like, flowers they, and the human faces. faces didn't just appear. No. It was hand-carved in there. Are you sure they were hand-carved and then they just didn't just appear? Maybe. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, those doors would open up to parlors lit by hundreds of candles. Many of the things in the mansion were Talk also about imported. Fire hazard. Talk about fire hazards. <laughs> Talking about fire hazards, I took out the battery of my smoke detector for a very long time and just sort of left it on the ground. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) So, like I said, many of the things were imported from other countries, um, and she was considered to be one of the most intelligent, beautiful women in the city. However, she had another side to her that none of her guests ever saw. It was rumored that Delphine and Louis did not have a really happy marriage, well, she probably killed the rest of her husbands. <laughs> Let's I mean, start I really there. don't know what happened to them. I just know they died. She was widowed. Yes. So, And then she remarried fairly quickly. Yes, she did. So they didn't have a happy marriage, and I guess, like, neighbors would report them fighting. Like, they could hear them fighting. No, it's just like, a, like an apartment complex. Yeah. In, the early 1830- In early 1834, he packed his bags and left. Oh, he's like, bitch, you're Bye. A- Bye, bitch. You crazy AF. I'm getting out of here. So, Louis leaving uh, reportedly drove her insane. Rumors spread that she was harming her slaves. There is, wasn't specific. Wait, so Louis leaving is the cause of all of this? Possibly. Some of it, like, some of these were, like, found slightly before he left, and some of these were found, like, way after. It seemed like she may have already been abusing her slaves, but it seems like it got a hundred times worse after he left. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure the timeline in which this happened, but I know that, like, they, they this all happened around, like, similar, like, I don't know if she started hurting them before, but I think it definitely got worse after he left. Okay. So, from just from everything I read. 
Uh, he rumors spread that she was harming her slaves. There was an incident where neighbors saw her chasing a young girl. I saw one site that called her Leah, but nothing else named her. Okay. She was heard screaming, and uh, they saw Madame Lalari chasing her around with a whip. She chased the girl to the rooftop, where the girl jumped to her death to escape her. Wow. The court. She fell to the courtyard below. And a neighbor said that they also saw the girl being buried um, near a fountain or a tree in the courtyard. I saw both. I saw a fountain and I saw a tree. Okay. So she was buried in the courtyard. Yeah. So after this all happened, there was a law that prohibited the cruel treatment of slaves. And all of Madame LaLaurie's slaves were auctioned off. They were like, you can't have slaves. You literally just killed one. (laughs) You have ruined your right. (laughs) You are not allowed to have a slave anymore. So they were. Um, So Madame LaLaurie was, however, kind of sneaky. And she was able to coax her relatives into buying all of her slaves back and reselling them to her in secret. Uh Uh-huh. She is a conniving little bitch, huh? Just a little bit. She tra- No wonder why her husband was like, bye, bitch. Yeah, he was like, I don't really want to deal with how sneaky you are. So she tried regra- regaining her social status, but invites were often declined or ignored. Yeah. All right. We're going to start getting a little, little darker. Okay, going darker. So, on April 10th of 1834, there was a fire that broke out in the Lolori mansion. It started in the kitchen. And so, this is something that is potentially legend and was potentially true. Okay. I saw it was a legend and I saw it was true in different websites. So, I just wanted to put that out there that this is this section could be false. So, when police and fire marshals got there, they found a cook who was a 70-year-old woman chained to the stove by her ankle. She had later said that she had started the fire as a suicide attempt to escape punishment. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yes. But it was said that the fire did start in the kitchen, so it's very likely that this happened. Okay. So when the fire was put out, they found what they found next was um, definitely disturbing. And this is where we get a little in-depth If you're uh, queasy, you might want to skip a lot. (laughs) So they discovered a secret barred door in the attic. Mm -hmm. Inside, they found several slaves, male and female. They were found scarred, chained, and starving. One source noted that seven were suspended by their necks and badly mutilated. One mentioned a man who had a hole in his head filled with maggots. There. What about the guy with the stomach? Well, we're getting there. Okay. There is was a woman with such a deep head wound that she, they said she would be too weak to walk. I feel like um, anyone with a deep head wound or a head wound might have trouble walking. Yeah, just a little. Just a little. Another woman wore an iron collar. There were people strapped to makeshift operating tables and confined to dog cages. Human body parts were everywhere. Organs were haphazardly thrown into buckets. 
There was a collection of whips and paddles all, like, all around. The victims were all naked. The ones not in cages or on tables were chained to the walls. Some women had their stomachs sliced open and insides wrapped around their waist. Mm-hmm. Yuck. Yeah. One woman... Oh, this one really grosses me out. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. One woman had animal feces stuffed in her mouth and her mouth sewn shut. Yeah. One woman had all of her limbs removed. Another had all her her limbs broken and reset at odd angles. Oh... I don't remember that. Yeah. Men had their fingernails ripped off, eyes popped out, and genitalia sliced off. One man had a stick protruding from his head that was used to stir his brains. And he was still alive. He was. So the idea that it seemed like she had was torture over quick death. Mouths were pinned shut. Hands were sewn to various parts of their bodies. Many Many in the room were dead. Others were unconscious, and others were crying and begging out, like, begging for death. I think that's all of the, the deep, gross mistreatment, like, yeah. stuff. So, take a second, get you less queasy. <laughs> <laughs> so, firefighters fled the scene, and doctors were summoned. Word swept through New Orleans, and a mob gathered, calling out for her to, like, be killed <laughs> like yeah burn the witch um and some reports that they were carrying a hanging rope hang the witch madame Lalaurie fled reportedly to paris some things i saw said she died at 62 some things said you know there was a lot of like she never left new orleans after she left isn't things. that the story of american horror stories that she never left new orleans yes yeah okay so yeah, there's a lot of, like, hearsay about what could have happened to her, but everything that happened after she left is kind of unclear. Okay. Um, the victims, after the victims were removed from the mansion, the house was robbed and vandalized. And there were some paranormal activity that started. So, since, since the events of the fire, people have been reporting activity. Yeah. People report hearing... Moaning and tortured screams coming from the attic. Okay. So, the thing is about paranormal, right? They're like, well, it started after the fire. And I'm like, well, you weren't allowed, like, really in the house unless there was a fucking party going on where you couldn't hear the ghosty screaming or the actual live people screaming. Right. Like, it could have been going on for much longer. Yeah. But, like... When the people were starting to be allowed into the house, that's when pe- other people started reporting. Because she probably just thought it was commonplace. Yeah. So, uh, phantom footsteps echo through the house. People report feeling an overwhelming negative energy. Yeah. In 1894, so around this, the house became a lot of different things. So it became apartments for it looked like oh. a, Italian like saddle like people who were Did moving they make in rooms on the in the attic. Oh, I hope not. But like it, it mostly stated that they were like Italian immigrants who lived in this house. So in 1894, a tenant that was staying there while it was an apartment was brutally murdered in his room. 
Oh. His belongings were thrown around the room. Wait, was he murdered by a ghost? We'll get in there. He was murdered by a ghost? Possibly. I'm going to tell you. Let me finish. Okay. So his his belongings were thrown around the room, so police assumed he was a victim of a robbery. One of his friends claimed that he had been ha- like the guy had told him he had been having problems with the sprites in his house. He told his friend there was a What de- year is this? 1849. Okay. Sprites. He told his friend that there was a demon in his house that wasn't going to rest until he met his end. Oh. But like who's the demon? The demon who possessed Um there's still reports that um Madame Lalari lives or her spirits in the house. Yeah, attached. So. Yeah. So for a brief time in the like late mid to late 19th century, the mansion was used as an all-girls school. <laughs> nope. Whole lot of nope. It was uh, one of the few mixed schools in the city, which was converted to a solely African-American school. Okay. So they were mixed for a little while, and they converted it. Reports of physical assault started to surface, and the girls would have scratches and bruises that would um, they would claim came from the woman. The woman did it to them. Oh, no. Yes. So back when, also when the apartment was used as... Uh, or was when it's used as apartments, a man once encountered a spirit bound with chains on the stairs who kind of attacked him and then vanished. I don't want ghosts to attack me. Right? Like, we can be cool. You can, like, throw your wine bottle at Devin, maybe. Not Devin, but, like, you can throw your wine bottle. Just don't attack. Just don't, like... I don't want to physically see you and you, like... Come come throw punches at my face. I feel like that's nice. That's fair. Yeah. So the sound of chains being dragged down the stairs has been also been reported. Mm. In kind of consistency with this story. That's last one. A woman who lived in the home once reported Madame Lalari leaning over her sleeping baby. Oh, no, go away. Neighbors have reported the mansion's windows and front doors opening and closing by themselves. Well, because don't you have, like, shutters in, like, New, o- New Orleans or however? Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans. All right. That one. Shrouded figures have been seen with riding crops waving them at people, like, aggressively. Not like a party. <laughs> Not like, woo, party, riding crops. No, like aggressive. Come to my sexy dungeon. <laughs> aggressive riding crops. So like waving it in your face. Yeah, like aggressive. Like I'm going to slap you in the Silly face with, with my this riding, riding crop. crop. Yep. So, okay. I'm going to slap you in the face. Bodies have been seen imprinted into beds. Faucets will turn on on their own, and doors will swing shut. Mm. Ghost wasting my water. Um, animals have also been found butchered. What? In the house. What? What? Yep. No! We gotta plug those ears! People have reported being attacked by spirit wrapped in chains, like I said earlier. Yep. People who enter the building have re- reported becoming nauseous, fainting. Some people have even reported photographing orbs on the roof on the roof mm-hmm. the roof 
there's two more kind of sightings I want to tell you, but I'm going to tell you this little like fact first that I probably should have put earlier, but I didn't. I wrote it in later. Okay. So the LaLaurie Mansion was re- renovated and restored. The more one of the more recent owners of the house found skeletal remains under the floorboards during the remodel. The remains were believed to be put there by Madame LaLaurie as a hasty burial ground to avoid being caught. Which would be terrible. Yeah, no, like, no. Real bones instead of the fake bones from my story. Yes. Uh, Real, real bones. Not time-traveling bones? No, not time-traveling bones. So some have seen the young girl jumping off the roof reenacting her final moments and hearing her scream as she falls. Her cries have also been heard in the courtyard. Okay, last story here that I have, and then I'm going to just go into, like, some now, more now stuff. Yeah. A bar opened in the mansion, because it was also a bar at one point, called the Haunted Saloon. Oh my god, is it still open? No. Damn it. The owner uh, kept record of his patron's experiences. One day, the owner came to into the bar to all of his merchandise being covered with a foul-smelling liquid. Did the ghost just, like, come all over everything and, like, it smelled really bad? The ghost pooped on all their stuff. He suspected vandals, so he decided to stay up and try and catch them in the act. However, the liquid reappeared in plain sight and no one had entered the building, so the business closed shortly after. Oh. Well, because then you had to clean all of that ectoplasm up, right? Multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, the house was restored. It's now appears to be a private home, and the owner claims they have not experienced ghostly activity as of the website I saw that was dated from 2017. Oh. So pretty recent. Uh, the LaLaurie Mansion and Madame LaLaurie have appeared in pop culture a lot, like we talked about. American Horror Story. American Horror Story. Kathy Bates portrays like a fictionalized version of her. Where she puts blood on her face to keep her young. Does she do that in that yeah. one? In, in, That's yeah. totally Elizabeth Batherly. Yeah, no, I know. Like, I know, but, like... I can't remember she, like, much of that one. It's been a while. Yeah. Coven. It is American Horror Story Coven, yes. Yes. She has also appeared in board games, PC games, books, movies, and was even in a former wax museum. That is the my story. That is the LaLaurie Mansion. It is. In Nolens. It's pretty... Sad. It is very sad. It's hard to be funny with super depressing stories. I know. But no. But I was going to do a different story, but then I was afraid you were going to do it, so I had to pick something else that was equally... I really want to speak to the people who currently live... There? There. Right? Right. Because they're like, nah, there's no no ghosts here. There's no ghosts. We don't don't hear or see ghosts. We're not like... I feel like you can't just get that... Such you can't negative, smudge it out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's such negative energy in that house. Like, there's so many horrible things happened in that house. Yeah. I feel like that's not just an easy fix. Smudge it out, get some crystals, call it a day. I don't, I don't think you're doing that with this place. Hold an exorcism of a home. But yeah, that was it. That's <laughs> my, that's, Theo wants to be a podcaster. Oh my God. <laughs> He's moving my mic. Get down, baby. All right. I guess we should probably wrap it up. I guess so. Since right? Theo wants to have his own podcast. Theo wants to have his own podcast. Who Can would listen bork? to a Theo podcast? Because I definitely would. He's not going to do it. Oh, he did it. Bork, bork. Yeah. Good, Good boy. boy. <laughs>
Yeah. Well, that that is the end of our podcast of the angry, the angry episode. episode. Yep. Do you want to say your bits of the outro? I guess. (laughs) I'm distracted by this cute little fuzzy face that's between my. I know, but the faster we do the outro, the faster you can spend all the time with him. So. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. You can find us literally everywhere. Um, share us on social media. You can. And you can find us on social media at Twitter, the MFCast, Instagram, at Marble Forest Podcast. And you can uh, email us your stories at marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Marble Forest Podcast, well, slash Marble Forest Podcast. And and a special thank you to Jenna, who did our art. It's who, beautiful. It is beautiful. And if you found us because of Jenna's art, cool, cool, cool. Thank you. Cool, 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 cool. Thanks for giving us a shot. You can find her on Etsy and Instagram at Agenda. That's a Jen. Duh. Thanks, I just, Amber. I, I appreciate just, that. I just love it every week. <laughs> Thanks to my cousin Cameron, the internet troll that I love to follow on the social media uh, (laughs) for doing our music. And And thank you to Devin for putting up with our bullshit every week. Thank you to Theo for being so cute. And listen for Theo's podcast coming next fall. And, (laughs) And thank you all for listening. And that's it. That's it. Don't tempt fate. Buy a lifestyle. Don't eat your friends. (laughs) Bye.